Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Strong Woman's Network podcast. This is Carla Michelle, your host. And I thank you today for pushing that play button as we get in and discuss how to be strategic, how to use your talent, how to be resilient, optimistic, necessary, and with that, going global. So let's talk a little bit more about my guest. Today is Chandra McPherson. She's an executive and personal development coach, and she is dedicated to help people get out of their own way. With over 20 years of experience in sales and has spent time with coaching her teammates to excellence and teaching various college courses and creating online courses, she also has a self-development course called the Bounce Back Transformation Program. I cannot wait to hear more about this. Why don't you help me welcome Chandra to Chandra, sorry, to the program today. Hi, Chandra. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing, doing good, good. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Okay. Well, first of all, I am uh, an executive coach, like you said, and I have always uh, had coaching kind of uh, as a part of my agenda. Anytime I was a manager, anytime I was in sales, and it wasn't something that, um, it, it was something that did come naturally to me. So I've always kind of been a coach, but I have done the business as well, which is why I'm uh, completing my PhD in um, business psychology. Yes. All right. And I think that's great as, as a, a, a colleague as in business psychology myself. So I think it's really, really great. So tell us a little bit about your bounce back program. Sure. And how that I, all came about. Sure. I actually uh, myself went through a divorce many, many moons ago. And I thought I was over it because people, you know, they always tell you time heals all wounds. And I was like, okay, yeah, so it's been a while. I get, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm moving forward. And I was talking to a person in, in a business setting. And she said, well, how long ago was your divorce? And I said, she said, was it fairly recent? I said, no, it's been 12 years. And she said, wow, you talk about your ex-husband at least three times every time I see you. Wow. And I said, what? <laughs> wow. I'm thinking am I really over this divorce? Like, how did I, how am I still stuck? Because I'm not just stuck in that. I was felt I was stuck in a lot of things. So I just went on this journey to find how to really bounce out of that stuff because you don't, uh, time doesn't heal all wounds if you're not intentionally working on it. So you have mm -hmm. to be intentional about your thinking, your habits, what you're doing and how you present yourself. And if you're not, you will get stuck. So that's how I started it all. And I decided to make the bounce back method and it's relevant to divorce, uh, suffering from grief. Maybe you didn't get that promotion or maybe you just feel like you're stuck. So it kind of helps you deal with all those situations. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell well, one, 12 years later, and you're talking about your ex-husband still, that is something definitely to, um, uh, dig a little deeper and find out. And I'm sure some of our listeners have been there where they haven't necessarily healed from past trauma, whether it is in, in relationships or it is something to do with um, business. 
So is there anything you can share with us about the program? Like, what do you walk them through? I mean, is it, it's, it's just give us some. Yeah. Well, the I call it the bounce back method because I make uh, the B-O-U-N-C-E stands for something. And it's the part of the six step process. And it helps you um, deal with certain things at certain times. Because like I said, you know, you can, time will help you separate yourself from the problem. So I, I thank God that I was only discussing him three times a day as opposed to <laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah. So no yeah. time had passed for that. But because I wasn't deliberate about working on it and working on myself, I was still talking about it like it had just happened uh, previous weeks. And when I sat down and realized, I realized, when I sat down and started working on myself, what I realized is that I was broken when I met him. I hadn't dealt with mm. trauma already. So I had to deal with a lot of different things. So the bounce met back method sense, B stands for believe. I had to sit down and say, do I really believe in myself? And can I heal and get on to the next step? Um, because I didn't want to uh, heal. I didn't want to stay stuck. And I didn't want to continue to discuss them in a negative way because when you talk negatively about anyone you feel a certain way and those feelings mm -hmm. always seem to bring me down and that was the vicious cycle feeling down being down on other people and, uh, and still just feeling down so believing mm -hmm. yourself that you are good enough that you are okay and and that you do want to move forward and that you can do it and if you need to be alone, it's okay to be alone sometimes. And sometimes it's good mm -hmm. to be with uh, friends, but it's okay. And start with belief. I like it. So the other, What's... I'm sorry. No, no, I was ready for the O. Yeah, the O <laughs> is optimism. Become an optimistic viewer of your circumstances and try to find the lessons in the situation. So, and then try to find out how you respond to situations. So I realized I was an avoider. So... Mm. I would talk. I would say I was over it, and I was talking about it. But when big things popped up, I would shut down. I would move away. So you can't, you can't heal when you're avoiding, because when you mm. pull the covers off your head, the problem still exists. So you still have to deal with it. You still have to figure out how do I get past it, and what is my strategy, so to say, to deal with the programs. And one good thing is to be optimistic and find optimistic people. Don't find a girlfriend that validates all the negative stuff. Find a, a mentor, a colleague, a coach, a therapist, someone else who can help you find the lessons in whatever your situation is. Love it. And then you have you. You is for understanding. Understanding means first understanding yourself, your preferences, and learning to focus on solutions. So if you... You can't always talk about the problem. So I kept talking, oh, he did this to me. He did this to me. Well, what's the solution? You know, it, it's, it's kind of difficult to move forward if you're always focusing on the problem. So understand yourself and understand how you um, solve problems, but then understand how to move forward. And usually that takes journaling or meditating. And I do try to encourage people to meditate. I had one client that would always say no to herself. Whenever she talked about herself and what she was thinking, she would say, no, no, uh, Chandra, no, Chandra. And I, and I said, and I counted how many times she said no to herself during that session. Mm. And I told you, you said no to yourself 27 times. If you keep saying no to yourself, how are you going to live? You're not giving yourself permission to live and move forward. Say yes. 
say yes to yourself. So, um, which leads us to the next thing, and is for notice. Notice your thoughts and feelings because they go hand in hand when it comes to how you show up in the world. Are you thinking negatively? And if you don't know what you're thinking about most of the time, look around at your results. Your results tell you what you're thinking about. Mm. Notice if you're repeating things. And if you're saying things like, I always choose the wrong guys in my life, which is why I'm getting a divorce. No, that's not true. Try to turn that around. This is a lesson to learn. He wasn't the right guy. So how do I choose the right guy? Let me start with me. What do I want? What are my needs? How, what makes me happy? A lot of people can't answer those questions. What makes you happy? What are your happiness triggers? I, I sometimes say. If you can't understand that, how can you articulate that to a future love person? Mm. You know? That's right. Yeah, so the uh, C is for choice. Choose what you will do for the day. And this cho- choose, uh, choice is about habits. Try to find like-minded people. Try to find people that's in your circle that's supportive. Try to change what you're doing. What are you doing first thing in the morning when you wake up? What are you selling, saying to yourself? What are you doing the night before you go uh, go to bed? If you say you want to lose weight, are you really trying to lose weight? Are you working on eating and exercising? Or are you just saying, I want to lose weight, and you think it's going to, something's going to fall out the sky? <laughs> mm-hmm. Life is about choice. Make sure you're making deliberate choices to move yourself ahead. And then finally, E is for experience. I think we should experience things from the perspective of love. You don't always have to feel love or be in a good mood, but if you can try to understand people and yourself through love, I think you can be nicer to yourself and nicer to people. People are really hard on other people are usually just as hard on themselves. And you can't move forward when you're like that. Try to experience things and then try to do things you've never done before. You say, I always wanted to do this. Well, go do it. Go experience it. Try to move around when you're in grief or you're recovering. Don't sit still in the negative thoughts because that's why you stay stuck. And that's what bounce mm. is about, living deliberately uh, through the grieving process and trying to get make sure that time heals wounds by being deliberate. <laughs> I love it. And I know with the E with experiencing things around, it, it seems like it's um, that can really freeze people because when you're sad or depressed, that's one of the hardest things to do is to push yourself to experience something better than how you're feeling. So that's a good one to definitely to meet a coach and our therapist or a friend and really talk about and be encouraged to do something different. I know that is the best thing for me, like to go for a run or for a walk or to, um, go travel which we don't do right like we used to (laughs) you know so I like travel in my mind I guess I don't know uh put on a funny you know clip or something but these are key to to life you know being able to bounce back so I want to go back to your happiness triggers yeah do you have some examples for that I think that would be great yes I'll take myself for example because I don't want to uh use my clients their information is confidential there's actually a happiness triggers assessment for women and it i will post it on my i'll send you the link so you can share it with your clients if you want but it really Mm -hmm. does based on how you answer these questions you can say this is what makes me happy like you just said 
waking up at 6 a.m. and writing first thing in the morning is a happiness trigger. Mm -hmm. And you want to know what your go-to happiness triggers are so that when you are feeling down and you're trying to change that, you can find something your go-to. Instead of saying, oh my God, I always make mistakes. I can say, nope. I usually need more time to figure out what I need to do next. So instead of saying I always make mistakes, I'm going to take a little bit more time before I decide, and then I'm going to move forward. And getting back, so happiness triggers could be running, eating better, uh, having a cup of coffee with a friend once a week, um, re reading alone, or having a book club. There are people, I'm not the type of person, I feel energized when I go and visit my friends, and then, you know, that's a happiness <laughs> trigger for me. But I wanted to go back to that E experience. It is a hard part when you are um, trying to get past grief. And that's why I put it last. You really do have to work up to that because getting up and going to see a coach or going to a therapist, it took so long for me to do that. Even when it took three years to get a divorce, even when I was going through that divorce, it took me somewhere around the third year to fourth year to really go see a therapist for myself and to really get past and get up and go. And it still takes people time to see coaches and therapists and things like that. And some things work in some uh, sometimes and some things work better in other times. The point is, go get the help you need. Go get the support you need. And then go live the life and experiences you've always wanted to do. Because that will get you moving forward faster. Yeah. So true. I remember going through a divorce and... Um, going having therapy because at the time I was able to get free therapy through your church and I still you still can get yeah. that but I actually met with a therapist it just wasn't a church counselor it was uh it was actually a therapist it was a couple and it was the best and most rewarding thing because plus as a as a as a new divorcee that I had a male and a female view and they were married and it was so comforting to hear um for me, because you, you miss, and I'm selling couple of therapy, <laughs> but you, miss, you, you get to get that male and female view mm -hmm. of, of how to recover and what's happening. And also on the male side, as well as the female side. So it was very good for me. So if people are listening, you know, a therapist or a coach, I don't know if I can afford that in, in these times, but yet, you know, there's a connections through your church or whatever, other entities you may be involved in that you can get some and make sure that you choose someone good because I think even with a coach or a therapist or whoever you talk to you should interview in a sense of making sure that you realize you have a choice of who you work with and just because they're out there or we're out there you still have to make sure it's a fit for you and that's what I found out is that you've got to have a fit and someone to encourage you. So when it comes to getting those experiences, it is so great to talk to somebody. And then that will, you know, that will help you want to go out and, and live a little when you can get some things off your exactly. chest. I think that another thing that it helped me with is to realize I wasn't the only one going through this problem. You know, Love you it. know that other people are going through a divorce but you feel like such a failure. And I was the person who left and I still felt like a failure. I felt like I failed my children, my mm. family, God. I just felt like I failed everyone. Uh, and especially myself. I was the, 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 the golden child, so to say, in my family. So I was supposed to survive mm. this marriage, but I knew I had to leave. I knew that I couldn't go on this way. 
And since then, I've made peace with him, with the whole situation. We, we laugh about things. No, we're not best friends, but just listening to other women and sharing their experiences. And they weren't always negative. I tried to find people who were more positive. And that mm-hmm. made me realize I'm not alone. I'm not, I'm not a failure. I, it's okay. This happens. Life happens. And you just pick yourself up and you go on. It, you said something so key when you said you're not a failure because whether it's relationship, business, life, period, I think that is the biggest negative self-talk yes. a lot of people hear. And to you said, how did you get through that again? You to get over you're not a failure is because tell us again, and I might have missed it. <laughs> With get over being a failure, I guess you just have to or thinking that. Well, you have to understand and like notice your thoughts and feelings. So when I noticed that I always felt Mm -hmm. like a failure, I always felt horrible. And that's why I was avoiding Mm. things. So what I did was I had to say, okay, so what am I a failure? So what have I accomplished? This is what I've accomplished. Mm. And then someone I read somewhere about failing forward, someone said, failure is actually a lesson to be learned. It is the only time you really Mm. fail is when you don't try. And that's really the truth. And I tried. I tried everything. I was there for 12 years. We tried to go to um, couples therapy and counseling, and it didn't work. But I wasn't a failure at relationships. This was not the right thing for me anymore. And I knew in order to be the woman I wanted to become, I had to leave that relationship. And I knew that there were Mm. consequences, and I was ready to face them. So understanding that failure... And the true definition of it, if you have a definition that makes you stop doing everything, that is not the definition of failure. You need to redefine it. <laughs> failure is just a lesson. You fail for, you pick yourself up, dust your knees off, and you keep going. And that's how I do mm, Yes. I love that. And, and failure is not a title that we should, you know, rename ourselves. Um, Yeah, I want to get something. So when I said I went to couple, I went to a couple therapists, but I was still single. I mean, it wasn't with my ex. So I want just if listeners are wondering, I went by myself. But um, so because failure is really big right now. I mean, especially with COVID and and, um, people being laid off and different things happening and getting ready for 2021 and just so much negative thoughts that can happen in in the mind of people. Um, You said you are not alone. And how did you, how would you encourage someone who's just feeling really alone right now and help them bounce back? Well, first of all, you can find support groups. There are virtual support groups. There are virtual things you can do now. I even went to something called a Vixer, a virtual mixer. (laughs) They had music in the background and they had champagne. Uh, We brought our own drinks and we chatted and we chatted about some of our workplace goals because this was a business mixer. So try to find mixers, try to find virtual things to do. Try to find that one friend that you can sit with a mask and meet for lunch outside and (laughs) talk. Try to Mm -hmm. make sure that you're not defining yourself as a failure. Define yourself as this is an opportunity. COVID is an opportunity really to slow down, take a look at what you've done, what has worked, what hasn't worked, and then pivot. And I really, mm-hmm. I started hearing the word pivot more and more since we've been on this COVID break. 
And I think that that is a great work. How can I pivot? What lesson can I learn? And work with your strengths. Don't work with your weaknesses. I actually give all my coaching clients a strength assessment as well. These are your top five strengths. How can we make your life work just working with these? You know, as opposed to mm-hmm. focusing on your weaknesses or your failures. So don't think of in terms of that. Think of in terms of strengths and what I can pivot on. So I hear you mention the word assessment a lot. What do, for those listeners who don't know what you mean by assessment, can you share a little bit about how you use that in your coaching Absolutely. And that's a great question. I am an authorized business partner with uh, Everything DISC. So DISC is uh, D-I-S-C. Those stands for Personality and Behavior Preferences in the Workplace. And I use them as communication tools for team building, and getting people to talk to each other. Uh, DISC has also come out with an uh, emotional intelligence um, assessment, which helps people understand their mindset, where they are now, and how to communicate to other people that don't speak the way they do. Because there's nothing worse Mm -hmm. than speaking to a person and there's no movement in the conversation. I'm holding my position, you're holding yours, and there's no movement. By understanding that I have the... I process information differently when we speak uh, and that you process information differently when you speak. I come to you on your terms and you come to me on mine. And it really helps. But it also helps people understand their mindset and how they talk. And if people don't know where they are, then they don't know how to move forward. So I use these assessments mm, for true. understanding. I use positive psychology in my coaching. So I they need to understand uh, their top five strengths and um and just basically um, where they are at the moment. Mm. So key, I mean, I believe that. Like, if you don't know yourself, well, knowing yourself is the number one need in in this game called life, right? And if you don't know yourself, how can you represent yourself to other people or a business or personal relationship if you don't even know what you want. And I think that's something you said from the beginning. Um, It is something that I have been, I've done the assessments and I think I am a avid learner for sure. Relator and uh, there's something (laughs) else. Uh, Futuristic and um, gosh, there's two more. But what I found, and I thought when it was broken down for me, I loved the coaching I got on it because they really helped me apply it to my work at the time when I was working with, you know, for someone and how to get my, use my strengths in my everyday work environment, which is transferred over to when I coach too, and how to get the, I I guess now it's mixed with emotional intelligence for me, but how to get my message across to my coaches. So you find personally or professionally that these things, do they awaken people to, I, I feel it does, but do you feel it really, really awakens feel them? People are either going to fight with the results or they're going to accept them. <laughs> <laughs> so when they're yeah, fighting yeah, with the results, yeah. I usually just try to reframe what they're reading because like with this D-I-S-C, mm. the people who fight the most are the S's. And this it's just means steadiness. And they think that, oh, it means doormat. No, it doesn't. It means you're the glue to a team. P- teams cannot exist 
coherently mm. unless someone like you is on that team, making sure both sides are weighed equally and everyone's treated fairly. I'm an I. I'm a cheerleader. I am like always rah, 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 go, go, go. And I know how I come off to other people's. These are just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> but when people understand that's mm. how they process information and why they get so tired or their eyes glaze over when they speak to certain people, then they understand, okay, let me just articulate to them. This is, can you just give me the, the, the high strokes or the big points? And when I come into and I speak to a D, I know. Shorter sentences only and highlight the important things. If they want more detail, they'll ask for it. <laughs> mm. So it does help. But people are usually like, wow, I didn't know that about I, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but what yes. I, well, I, I, no, I, I was going to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. What I do encourage people to do is not make these a reason to be mean to people or to justify the things that they do. Oh, I'm a D. That's why. No, you don't need to be rude. You're supposed to use this positively. So that's where the positive psychology starts coming back in. <laughs> but it's almost how we use uh, people use their birth signs. Like, I'm, well, a, I'm a I'm a cancer. Yeah, that's why. Or, that's you know, yeah, I'm a Gemini. So I have two personalities. That's why I can go off. I can be crazy. Exactly. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you could, this gives me a reason to act a fool up in here. So I love it. But it and isn't. One, but it doesn't. Right, one, um, right. One behavioral preference is not better than the other or ranks higher than the other either. I just said, this is how you prefer to act and receive information and process information in the workplace and sometimes at home too. And I, I love using tests that are validated and reliable, meaning that if you test now and six months later, you're still going to get a similar results. Because that means that they're pretty consistent and people can count on and rely on the results. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're taking it to really be present, because um, there have been times when people have been assessed and they don't take it as serious. So they rush through and their results don't necessarily reflect their true self. So to the listeners, if you ever take any type of an assessment, take your time, be truthful and just really, you know, go with that. As I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Sandra, but they, they tell us to answer the first thought that comes, first answer that comes, because yeah. that's the real one, instead of, you know, trying to dig deep and make up something or who you want to be. Just be you so you can get that real information. And it really it does. Helps it does do help. Answer the first thought that comes to your mind. I sent an assessment to one of my clients one time. And she wanted to look, she was looking up definitions and Googling stuff. And I, mm -hmm. and I said, you know what? I learned from that experience. So now I send out instructions that says, do not overthink this. The first answer that comes to your mind is usually the correct one. And it's okay because this mm -hmm. test will validate and ask you the, a question again. So you will have the chance to answer it again. Just do uh, answer the first question the first answer that comes to your mind. And after that, she was like, oh, I see. Because I think I was really kind of overthinking it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, if you were Googling mm -hmm. your own yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> what should I say? But think about it. Since, you know, we go to school, we're programmed to go for the right answer, not the answer we think it is. When we take a test, we're that supposed to get the right cool. answer. And the right answer is right. So when we're assessing, we think we need and the right answer. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's totally different. Totally it's different. not a test. It's not a quiz. We're really just asking you, what are your preferences? So that we can help you understand you and help you understand and communicate with other people. So that's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. I think we forget that people really care about who we are and not, you know, the outer thing of how we perform because life is so much about performance, but your assessments and when you're assessing your client, your clients, it sounds like it's about who are you without all this other stuff on top of it. And even in the bounce back method and the choice, I tell people that's, this is the opportunity to not people please. You're making choices for yourself. You're making Mm. choices because you understand the consequences of them as it pertains to your children or your family or your spouse or significant other, but you're also making choices for you. So you can't people please. Mm. This isn't about people pleasing. This no. is about working on you. So yeah, that people pleasing and what mm-hmm. my answers are and what people are going to think about me. We don't really see the individual answers to each question. We just see what the, the results are. So answer it as best you can truthfully mm-hmm. about you. I love it. So if someone was looking to reach out to you for coaching and, and having one of your or all of your assessments done, how can you can they reach, reach you? me on my website, chandramcpherson.com, C-H-A-N-D-R-A-M-C-P-H-E-R-S-O-N.com. Um, or you can just email me at chandra at chandramcpherson.com. And I can, uh, you can get on my calendar that way. Um, you can actually call me and set up a time. Uh, I don't know. Should I get my phone over the, <laughs> over the podcast? Um, my it is totally up to you. Sure. Uh, Cause they can reach out. Yes. I'm sorry. 310-736-9147. That's my consulting coaching number. And you can reach me directly and I'll be happy to get the process started. Yeah, so 310-736-9147. Awesome. And Chandra McPherson, com. Okay, great. So before we close here, Juan, I want to thank you. Thank you for sharing your bounce back method and all that you have learned from life and just being trans. Uh, I was going to say transformational, but that's true. Transformational, but thank you for being uh, transparent and all that you've shared with us today. So in closing, what words of wisdom would you want to leave with our listeners I think the most important thing is if you want to recover and heal, be intentional about the process and don't do it alone. It's important that you do get the support you need. Amen. Short and sweet. You want to cut, recover and heal, be intentional and get support. Thank 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 you you so much, Chandra. Thank you so much. Yes. And listeners reach out to her. She's available. You see what she has to offer. And it's a great, great opportunity to work with another great coach. So I am signing off and thank you again for listening. And I will see you next time. Take care.